Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. We've got uh, James Rosen from Newsmax going to be joining us very shortly. Uh, And by the way, if you want to sound off on uh, Newsmax poll about Tucker Carlson, you know, he said he's going to go on Twitter, and and that's fine. Uh, but he hasn't really signed a deal with Twitter. He hasn't. There's no financial thing. Uh, Elon Musk is saying, "Hey, welcome. You know, it's fine, but you're going to be subject to the same rules, etc." So there's no uh, quid pro quo with regard to uh, whatever. It's going to be great for Twitter, uh, unless you're a complete uh, leftist and you're very disappointed because now Twitter is not just a echo chamber for your nonsense. Uh, if you want to text the word "event" to three nine seven four seven three nine seven four seven. Uh, then they're going to take into account, uh, what do you think? Do you think Tucker would be great on Newsmax? Uh, we'd like to hear. And uh, Newsmax is just kicking butt, guys. i got to tell you, I, I did turn over to CNN last night to watch the uh, town hall. Uh, first time I'd watched CNN uh, and not be in an airport in years. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was interesting. I did just post a video, not only thoughts of uh, the CNN town hall, on all my social media, including Twitter at Rob Carson Show. But I also put up a, uh, a, a comment about Dianne Feinstein being wheeled into our nation's capital. And I've got to tell you, uh, it, is, it is such a sickening display to know that there are those handlers of hers who would push this infor- infirmed woman who's p- close to 90 years old in a wheelchair, can barely speak, left side of her face uh, completely, the eye can't open one of her eyes. I mean, think about this. Dear God in heaven, what in the hell is going on? Uh, and and I have a new, I have a new uh, uh, b- bellwether for those who are going to be in public office. All right, and with the exception of you know maybe a physical issue related to an injury, uh, if you can't wipe your own butt, you probably shouldn't be a senator. And, and I hate to be uh, very terse about this, but I have watched people, uh, you know, and if you've been on the planet a while, you know that those who were born before you age and, and they're, uh, ultimately there is a decline and an end of your life. Some people get there much later. My mother was 91 and a half, almost 92 years old when she died. Her body gave out. Her brain didn't give out. You know, my, my wife's grandmother died at not just shy of her 100th birthday. She was able to bend over, literally, at 93, touch her elbows on the floor. Don't ask me what, maybe it was a, a party game in the 1920s when she was a flapper. But what? But Dianne Feinstein is not going to rally, all right? Joe Biden is not going to rally. Yesterday we saw Joe Biden being led off stage. He had no bleeping idea where he is. And, and honestly, this is, and I hashtagged the video of Dianne Feinstein, me talking about it, as a hashtag elder abuse. Because it is, uh, 
a sickening display putting politics ahead of of this this the end of this woman's life being broadcast her not being able to be uh, able to even communicate and yet the Democrat Party considers her a senator in good stead and I think it's pretty sad I really really do there but by the grace of God go I many of us will face that same fate um, and and I certainly do not ha- cast any dispersions aspersions on her for being aged. But there is a point where you just have to say, this is ridiculous. Put somebody in there who can actually do the job. And I'm just, I'm, I, obviously, they're not going to put a Republican in there. And so does it really benefit me in any way, shape, or form to replace Dianne Feinstein with another Democrat, somebody who is, a, has, is of sound mind and body? No, it doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit the Republican cause. It doesn't benefit conservatism. But dear God in heaven, can we at least do a hat tip to common sense and decency? How about that? Unbelievable, unbelievable. Last night, uh, the CNN Town Hall at uh, St. Anselm College, New Hampshire. Apparently, uh, people in the audience were Trump voters or independents or people who are undeclared, not necessarily. Guys, did you really think that CNN would be able to pack the room with sycophantic Trump supporters exclusively? I mean, really? And, and I got to tell you, and I'll just tell you this, and, and, and I, uh, I'm not trying, this is a, a separate from what happened during the hour and 15 minutes that Donald Trump was on. I give credit to CNN for doing it. I think that was big. I really do. If uh, Newsmax decided to uh, do a town hall with Joe Biden, which would never happen, uh, I would watch it. And so I give them credit for doing it. I questioned why they didn't put what I would consider an A-lister as the host of it. I don't know if they're trying to get a younger viewership. I don't know what was going on. Caitlin Collins was out of her depth, I think, on everything. And I think Trump looked like a a seasoned statesman with a lot of knowledge and experience. And she looked like uh, a petulant person with talking points fresh out of J school trying to get him to either to either filibuster him, debate him, or get him to echo her talking points, give her her quote. And he never did that. Here is uh, another, another attempt at, at uh, trying to get Donald Trump to say what she wanted, what CNN wanted, which is, I don't trust the elections and I don't care what happens, I'm going to go ahead and say that the election was won by me. But listen to his response about the 2024 election or race if you are the republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election yeah if i think it's an honest election there you go i would will you commit to accepting the results there's the one i remember when i was telling you she she does it like uh, you're you're at a a norwegian's house getting dessert they always offer it three times and and they want to get the answer they want until you finally say okay i'll have a little bit that's fine that's what she wanted didn't work and absolutely i would will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome you want me to answer it again? If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now, we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican. And you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening. But no commitment there on the... There's the third time. B 
Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Accepting the results regardless of the it's, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct, but, I will. Okay, so not committing to accepting the 2024 election results or acknowledging what happened in 2020. This is when he was, thank you. he was literally pointing at the her going, what's up with this? Um, here's, here's what I would have said to that. If I knew that the FBI and the CIA were involved in creating a, uh, an intel letter to cover up uh, a, a laptop of Hunter Biden showing political corruption, of course I wouldn't accept the results of the election. Hakaboom! There you go. Because uh, the federal government's involvement in shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop story six weeks ahead of the election, okay, that also with Tony Blinken, Mike Morrell, creating this intel letter signed by 51 intel officials saying, while knowing that the, uh, the laptop was real, saying that it was Russian disinformation, that's election interfering. And that's where I would have, Donald, as Donald Trump said, if that happened again, oh, hell no, I wouldn't accept the, the uh, election as legit. Let's go to Guy Lee in Sacramento. Hello there, Guy Lee. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Yes, sir. I want to ask you two questions. I want to tell you two questions. What uh, first one is? I want to say thank you for being on the radio and, and on the Newsmax. Thank you. And uh, that you, you're um, on Rush. We were trying to find a news station to watch, but uh, since we found you on the radio station, we you, we love you very much, me and my wife. But what the thank question you. is, I want to ask you is, is the CNN town hall yes. uh, Trump? ate her for lunch yeah. because everything she was saying and she, and he kept on answering telling the same question and she kept on asking it over and over and over and over and he gave her the same he gave the same answer hey i can't tell you this so i just wanted to call to say you know trump was awesome on the town hall and he just really i mean i couldn't believe it he just well, really tore up. <laughs> yeah, Guy Lee, one thing you'd notice that, that she'd keep repeating the same thing. Then after he answered the question again the same way, she thought by just spewing her talking point at the end that she'd proven her point. That's not the case. Just because you get the last word in doesn't mean you win the argument. And so she tried that again and again and again, and she just did a face plant every single time. Guy Lee, uh, let me ask you this. As a, as a person who's, how long have you lived in California, and why are you still living there? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, <laughs> why I'm still living in California is because we have a house, me and my wife, and she, we're not young, so we, we're, we're debating about we want to leave, but we don't know where to go to because, you know, it, it's Sacramento is a hell hole. hole. Yeah. yeah. And I hate the governor we have, and then there's all this Democrat. Uh, Democrats is destroying California, and I'm so upset about it because I'm I've been here for almost I was born in Texas, but I've been in California since my dad was in the military for almost the rest of my life, almost uh, 64 years. So it's hard to t take off, but I love to get out of California, but I don't know where to go. You know, where where do we start a new life? It's not easy. It's not easy to do, bro. Uh, hey, man, I appreciate you listening. Please spread the word with other Californians, will you, about the radio and the TV show, okay? I do. I tell everybody about Newsmax, and we want you for an hour or two hours. We're working on that. But, we're working on that, bro. We're working on that. Talk to you soon. You know, uh, we were talking last night. Will you concede the election? Will you concede the election? Let me just remind you of the last, I don't know, 
Six years. Let's see. Seven years. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> so it's okay for everybody in the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party and deep state to say that 2016 was fraudulent. But when Donald Trump says, yeah, you know what? If I think the election in 2024 is on the up and up, I'll ex- absolutely concede defeat. And they get all butthurt about it. That's a double standard. Absolutely ridiculous. This is, uh, oh, Byron Donald's just owned it last night on CNN. Here is uh, Byron Donald's last night talking about uh, uh, the 2020 rehash and why they keep going back to it. Can I just There add, are the facts. Go ahead. Do, you do acknowledge Donald Trump lost the 2020 election, correct? Again, we're going to continue to talk about 2020? No, I mean, it's a direct question. Hold on. Let me tell you why most voters are frankly kind of tired of y'all bringing this up inflation you, border you don't yeah. have the courage to express your America. opinion I'm about a republican voter i'm a republican voter voters want to talk about inflation the border fentanyl the debt ceiling foreign policy yeah, they want to talk about those things. But uh, she kept going back to these talking points. E. Jean Carroll, uh, the, uh, the 2020 election, January the 6th, all of that stuff. And I want to play something real quick for you. This is Rush Limbaugh, one, if not his last show, one of his last shows. And I'm, not, I'm just going to let, it, let him talk to you. Because I don't want you to think, oh, Rob Carson's a partisan. He just loves Donald Trump. He wants to give uh, Donald Trump a sloppy whatever the hell. Uh, Here is what Rush Limbaugh had to say about Trump and his followers. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again. Because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. Boom! They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can, they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. There you go. The greatest voice in the history of talk radio. One of his last broadcasts. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right. We've got uh, much to get to, including uh, James Rosen from Capitol Hill this morning. He's a uh, Newsmax reporter on the scene talking about uh, what's going on with their southern border, the expiration of Title 42 tonight. Alejandro Mayorkas uh, on uh, Newsmax right now trying to cover his uh, little uh, rear end. Um, uh, Unbelievable. Uh, It's just uh, remarkable. And I I understand how you feel helpless when you see what's happening. This is uh, abuse like we've never seen before. 
particularly of people in uh, in Texas and, and every person. I don't care how close to the border you are. You deserve your sovereignty and security to be protected by the federal government. And those closest to the uh, to the border are the most abused and uh, and the most hurt by it. And they live it every day. And so if you're listening in a border town like El Paso, uh, I believe help is on the way. I really do. Right now, spiritual help is right there with you. And sooner or later, we're going to get this turned around. And I am sorry for what these uh, jackasses in Washington, D.C. are doing to you. Uh, it is uh, it is the worst. And I have said this before. The abuses and usurpations cited by the signers of the Declaration of Independence pale by comparison to what our federal government is doing to us right now in every way, shape, or form, whether that be this uh, sick relationship with China, whether that be uh, making us energy dependent on places like Venezuela, whether this be a de facto war with, uh, with Russia, whether this be the lies about COVID and not holding China responsible for it. I can go on and on, but honestly, it is frustrating as hell, and, and I know that a great awakening is, is underway. I know in my heart that a great awakening is underway, and, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it every day. Tucker Carlson leaves, uh, leaves Fox. Why did Tucker leave Fox? Well, I know why he was fired. But, but why the reaction? Why did people go, okay, screw Fox, we're leaving. Half of the audience, leaving. Because they looked at Tucker Carlson as one of the increasingly few to speak truth to power and not be told that something is disinformation when it actually is a credible news story, when it actually there's something to it, when something needs to be investigated. We uh, saw on the Monday, the uh, March the 5th or 6th, uh, Hunter Biden uh, released some of the inside of the, the Capitol video January 6th. You're bringing up January 6th. Oh, hell yeah, I am. And when I see all the video inside that or, you know, all whatever, uh, most I'm not going to be able to see all 16,000 hours, but I want to know. I want to know more. I know that first day before Chuck Schumer said take down the video, it... Uh, it, it, it exonerated the protesters from supposedly killing a police officer. It also uh, proved that, uh, that uh, one, uh, one protester was murdered by a police officer. All right. It also proved that Jacob Chansley was let in. He was supposedly this QAnon shaman. He not only warned people, don't go in. Donald Trump says, don't go in. But once when he got in, he was being led around like a celebrity and ultimately led into the well of the Senate by security, taking selfies with him. And he went up and he did a speech at the podium praising the police. That was just the first day. And then Chuck Schumer said, shut it down. So there you go. Uh, here's oh this is funny this is Jake Chapper I, I want to do uh, I kept thinking of the the movie A Christmas Story when the bully is uh, beating up Ralphie and he goes hey cry baby you want to cry come on cry baby right before uh, Ralphie smacked him in the face here's Chuck or here is uh, Jake Tapper thanks everyone you're looking there at St Anselm College in Manchester New Hampshire tonight's St Town Hall moderated by Caitlin Collins the first of the 2024 presidential campaign is now in the books good evening from New York. Oh, from Washington, and it was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's first lie was told just seconds into the night with his false familiar claim that the 2020 election was, quote, a rigged election. And the falsehoods kept coming fast. No, no, it's, it's what you call misinformation or disinformation. This is his opinion, all right? This is his opinion. Uh, you know, there are a lot of improprieties with the election, including, I don't know, the FBI and CIA being involved in shutting down Hunter Biden's laptop story. And furious about the January 6th insurrection, about the threat to Vice President Pence, about Pence's ability to overturn the election, about COVID, about the economy and more. 
he, well, he was right about COVID. The black law enforcement officer, a thug. He said people here in Washington. Oh, too bad. You know, people who shoot people point blank, regardless of the color, they're thugs. D.C. at Chinatown don't speak English. Yeah, because China's infiltrating our government and giving millions of dollars to our president, you doofus. This is the same stuff. He's just spewing off the same things that CNN, the deep state, have said is disinformation and misinformation. And we know that it's true. A little bit more on this. And, of course, uh, James Rosen next from CNN with regard to the southern border. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Some big news. Former President Trump is urging you to get a copy of David Horowitz's new book, It's called The Final Battle. It's a number one bestseller. The Final Battle reveals a secret plan led by leftists and a new woke generation who want to destroy America, and we know it. Horowitz says they're in schools, our churches, even our military. The Final Battle explains how Joe Biden and the big media want to stop Trump and DeSantis before 2024. Horowitz even names the names of secret players behind it all. Newsmax calls Final Battle the book of the year. I've got a copy of it in my office. Mike Huckabee says he couldn't stop reading it. Get Final Battle in bookstores and check out the free offer and save $28. Just call 800-NEWSMAX, that's 800-NEWSMAX, or go to FinalBattle611.com to get your free copy today. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. We hope to get uh, James Rosen from Newsmax on the uh, line here just one second. He's very busy. He's on Capitol Hill covering the uh, the southern border. I uh, in, in the meantime, I have a little uh, musical offering. I know you like these. Jim Gossett actually put something together because, you know, Diane Feinstein was wheeled back to Capitol Hill. Her half of her face uh, uh, numb, not op- not able to open an eye, being wheeled into Capitol Hill at age 89 after being off for months, uh, infirmed with supposedly the shingles. And uh, Jim put this together. I like to say, if you can't wipe your own rear end, you shouldn't be in the Senate. Calls are growing for Senator Dianne Feinstein to resign right now. A little ditty about Mitch and Dianne <laughs> staying in the Senate any way that we can. She should quit for good, it's true. Just leave the Senate, me and Fetterman too. <laughs> and Biden. I'd like to recognize the senator from Pennsylvania. Even though he doesn't recognize himself. Kicking and screaming <laughs> is the only way we'll go. Cause China pays us a whole lot of dough. Nice! Diane wants temporary leave. So all those big bucks she can still receive. Oh yeah, we're hanging on. Though we're not well and ought to be gone. Oh, yeah, we're hanging on. Me and Diane will never be gone. Yeah, I, I want to dust off this uh, headline. 
or this punchline, I should say. Uh, what does Diane Feinstein wear to the Senate every day? Depends. There you go. I believe we have James Rosen on the line. Hello. Well, yeah, well, I'm covering, of course, as the chief White House correspondent for Newsmax, the, the White House angle on this. Uh, it's an extraordinary moment for the Biden presidency. Uh, he himself, uh, the president, uh, in that extraordinary impromptu news conference um, in the Roosevelt Room on Tuesday night, uh, when he was asked if the U.S. is ready for the expected surge in migration with the lapse of Title 42, he said flatly that it's going to be chaotic at the border for a while. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, during a series of events in uh, New York City and New York State, um, Mr. Biden held a seven-minute impromptu news conference with members of the traveling press pool when he was asked about that prediction of chaos at the border and whether it meant that, in effect, his administration wasn't ready for the ending of Title 42. Uh, and Mr. Biden rejected that inference uh, and said, look, we've had chaos at the border for a number of years. Um, he also said that um, his administration had asked Congress for more funding and didn't get it and, and added, quote, they made it harder. Uh, so in response to his own prediction of chaos at the border, the president wants us to understand a few things, Rob. Number one, yeah. uh, that that is nothing new. B, that it isn't his fault, and C, that within limits, he is working to fix it and streamline the process. Well, it's a little late to be trying to streamline the process. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Kamala Harris was put in charge of the border, and she was going to find the root causes of uh, the migration surge. Uh, any word on that? Because she was supposed to have figured it out by now, and it doesn't appear like they even are willing to admit what the problem is. So I wouldn't say that Vice President Harris was put in charge of the border, per okay. se. But yes, at examining the root causes of illegal migration to the United States, uh, and few would survey uh, Latin America today uh, and, and, and draw the assessment that uh, the root causes of migration, illegal migration to the United States, have been uh, significantly um, dented or changed. Um, but... Uh, the administration touts the fact that uh, its negotiations with Mexico have resulted in that country uh, being willing to accept up to 30,000 deportations from the United States of illegal migrants from four countries mm -hmm. that are causing uh, a great percentage of the illegal migration crossings, uh, those being uh, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. Uh, so the president commends the cooperation he is receiving from the Mexican government uh, and to the extent that that reflects the vice president's input, then I suppose she regards she deserves some credit on that score. Okay. Um, there's also talk about uh, enforcing Title Eight, which uh, apparently uh, expedited deportations of migrants is what they're saying, kind of as, I guess, a latch-ditch effort to stop the flood or at least to uh, appear like they care. Uh, to stop the flood. What do you know about any uh, attempts by the administration to stop what is coming? This is not the first time that we've heard that with the, with the expiration of Title 42, which was a Trump-era pandemic rule that enabled swifter deportations, was used in approximately one million deportations per year. It's expiring at midnight tonight. Uh, this is not the first time that with the looming expiration of Title 42, the administration has cited its authority under Title 8 uh, to uh, continue making swift deportations. Yeah. Um, to the extent the president remains committed to that, um, it's, it, it, it is worth noting two, two additional points. One is that NBC News reported yesterday uh, that there is a policy now in place uh, following the adoption of a memo inside the Biden administration 
uh, whereby large numbers of migrants are going to be released into the United States without first enrolling them in the usual tracking programs. And the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, architect of the Biden administration's embattled border policies, uh, was asked about that report by an NBC News reporter at a news conference yesterday. And Mayorkas did not uh, dispute that uh, certain migrants will be allowed into the country without tracking programs, but he stated that it was going to be a very small minority of the total number of illegal migrants. Um, the other interesting aspect is that to the extent the president wants to use Title Eight to aggressively deport uh, illegal immigrants, um, it, it flies in the face of a campaign promise that yes. he made. Uh, and that was back in June of 2019 at the very first Democratic primary debate, which was... Um, hosted by NBC and MSNBC. Yeah. One of the moderators was Jose Diaz-Balart, and who asked President, or then former Vice President Biden, point blank, if someone comes to this country illegally, and his only crime is that um, he does not have the requisite uh, immigration forms and papers, uh, should that person be deported? And then candidate Joe Biden stated flatly, that person should not be the subject of deportation proceedings. Today, yeah, we're hearing yeah. the president boast about his authority under Title Eight to do exactly that. Let's uh, talk about uh, what's going on with the FBI refusing the subpoena of Congress to present the whistleblower uh, report uh, from uh, Joe Biden's vice presidency that appears to ex- expose that the Biden, uh, when Joe Biden was the vice president, he was getting money and his family were getting money from our foreign adversaries and some allies. What have you heard uh, with regard to the refusal by the the FBI to turn over that form. So uh, there's a lot here that remains unknown, and 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 we must caution our listeners about that. First, um, this is an allegation uh, lodged by an anonymous whistleblower whose identity, because he or she is anonymous, we don't know, uh, and whose credibility we are therefore not in a position to assess. Okay. The allegation is that there is an FBI document of some kind. Uh, which we also uh, uh, haven't seen and yeah. don't know if it really exists, that, according to the whistleblower, uh, helps establish some impropriety by uh, former Vice President Biden or, and or members of his family. Uh, and um, there has been an effort by uh, investigating committees in the House, controlled by the Republicans, to try to force the FBI to turn over this alleged document. Yeah. Um, the refusal by the FBI... Uh, as far as I understand, doesn't confirm the existence of a, such a document or confirm that it that its contents are as described. Mm-hmm. So I think we just have to wait and, and see how this plays out. Uh, also uh, on the plate today, George Santos yesterday uh, charged with a number of uh, improprieties, uh, among others, uh, misuse of campaign funds and uh, gasp, shriek, getting unemployment insurance while he was employed. Certainly there was none of that with uh, regard to COVID relief. But that aside, uh, I'm, I'm not defending George Santos. I think he's got some serious uh, issues. Yesterday, George Santos, though, seemed to displace all of the uh, the big announcement yesterday morning with regard to Jim Comer. All of the bank records exposed that show Joe Biden's family made millions and millions of dollars. Uh, it, it, what is your thought as far as uh, why the, uh, the, the the White House is focusing on Santos and the mainstream media? Maybe this is straying into opinion, which I know you're not a big fan of doing. You like to stick to the facts. But what are your thoughts on the Santos uh, indictment yesterday? 
So I don't know that the White House actually did choose to focus on George Santos's indictment. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, the White House punted on that and said we wouldn't. And the president himself said anything he would say about George Santos would be interpreted as an attempt to influence the pending investigation. Yeah. The president, of course, hasn't always maintained that fastidious posture with respect to ongoing criminal investigations. He commented twice and disparagingly. Um, in 2022 about the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation. Um, George Santos has pleaded not guilty. Uh, The House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, has indicated that Mr. Santos will be permitted to remain in Congress while he fights the charges, despite uh, growing calls for his expulsion, Uh, probably a reflection of the the slimness of the uh, majority that the House Speaker uh, depends upon at this Uh point. Um, I I will say about the George Santos story, that I find it fascinating for the same reason that I found the election of, of Donald Trump fascinating in 2016, because then as now, we are widely said to exist, as we do, in a, in a, in a digital age, mm-hmm. um, an, a, a, an age where there is ceaselessly uh, applied to every living human, or at least those with a, a phone, um, a kind of information dragnet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that state of things is supposed to make the future somewhat predictable, mm-hmm. which is to say that uh, by all uh, objective data and metrics, Hillary Clinton was supposed to win in 2016. <laughs> yes. The election of Donald Trump uh, came as a surprise, an honest-to-God surprise. And, and we didn't think that those were possible anymore in our great digital age. <laughs> yes. And in the case of George Santos, uh, what you had was somebody, um, by his own admission, having fabricated various aspects of his campaign biography and his life story. Um, who um, who somehow escaped the great information dragnet yes. of our times yes. and prevailed and as who and, and as he put it on a subsequent uh, talk show appearance um, after he was sworn in to the Congress I got away with it um, but I guess the the latest developments suggest the potential flaws in that view of. Uh-huh his case and and how it fits into our times. There are also some uh, photos circulating of uh, George Santos in drag. And by the way, he's a better looking woman than he's a man. Uh, any word as to whether or not the possibility of a Bud Light endorsement has been jeopardized by these charges? Are we still emitting a signal? Is this thing, are we on right now? <laughs> All right, my friend, I appreciate you joining me today. Anything that we have not covered today that you're going to be uh, covering for Newsmax? Uh, no, I've been reporting on Title 42 and the president's response to that uh, extraordinary right. event at the southern border, uh, the chaos that we're already starting to see well up uh, yeah. in that region. Uh, I'm also the author of a new book, Scalia, Rise to Greatness, yes, 1936 sir. to 1986. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at James Rosen TV. All right, my friend. Have a glorious weekend. Great to talk to you. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Rob. The All great. right, James. Talk to you, buddy. Bye. The great, the great James Rosen here on uh, on the Rob Carson Show. By the way, if you want to hear the podcast of the show, I'll remind you, uh, after the show is over, we put it up a little while later, uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, coming up, some bad news in housing, uh, bad news with regard to inflation. <laughs> uh, also, I thought the most adult thing that I've heard from a politician in my entire life with regard to our federal debt and the possibility of a default. I I wish I were kidding, but I'm not. The best thing that I heard, and it was last night during the town hall with CNN, that's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob 
Carson Show. So you remember that uh, that line from Dr. Seuss, The Grins and Stole Christmas, where it says his heart grew three times that day? Uh, that happened to Kevin McCarthy's cojones after uh, the, the uh, uh, Republicans in Congress said, uh, if you're going to be Speaker of the House, you're going to have to do what we have to say. And they did. He, did, he grew them. He did, they grew three times that day. And, uh, and he actually foiled on Tuesday Rashida Tlaib's uh, attempt to host an event at the Capitol with anti-Israel groups that uh, decries the founding of the Jewish people or the Jewish state as a catastrophe. McCarthy said, this event at the U.S. Capitol is canceled. Instead, I will host a bipartisan discussion to honor the 75th anniversary of the U.S.-Israel relationship. Tlaib is a far-left squad member. She's an anti-Semite. She's uh, anti-Israel. And they had planned on having uh, nine anti-Israel groups at the Capitol Visiting Center. And they entitled it Nakba 75 and the Palestinian People, which means catastrophe is the Arabic term for the events surrounding the foundation of uh, Israel. And so McCarthy said it's wrong for members of Congress to traffic in anti-Semitic tropes about Israel. Kaboom! As long as I'm Speaker, we are going to support Israel's right to self-determination and self-defense unequivocally and in a partisan fashion. And he's not been able to cross his legs comfortably since. It's kind of weird how that's happened. Uh, home prices fell 31% in the U.S., by the way. Highest uh, percentage in more than a decade. So I guess we've become a uh, seller's market. Now we're, I guess, a buyer's market. But you really can't buy because the uh, interest rates are so dang high. <laughs> Home prices plummeted uh, 31%. This is before, like, uh, a massive banking. Well, we are in a banking crisis, but not like the, uh, the mortgage crisis of 2008. But we're real close. We're knock, knock, knocking on it. And I know this because I uh, was a victim of it. And I say that. Because we signed a, uh, a mortgage in, uh, in good standing, uh, FDIC uh, insured and all that stuff, and uh, the malfeasance of the federal government and the uh, subprime lending debacle that caused me and my family to uh, suffer untold amounts, uh, tens of thousands of dollars because of that. And what did they learn before this banking crisis where three of the largest banking institutions in the country have fallen in the last two months? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Nearly 6 in 10 Americans say high inflation has already substantially impacted their lives. Well, no kidding. I see it every time I go to Wally World, get groceries, or my wife goes to Target. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, boy, it's, a, it's a, just a different group of people going to uh, Target, right? They're always generally women in yoga pants. They drink uh, cheap Chardonnay out of these big Yeti containers, and they drive giant SUVs. It's really weird. It's very different from my peeps at, at Walmart, I'm telling you. So 59% of Americans report that inflation has impacted them a lot. 36% have felt its impact a little. 5% say they haven't been affected at all. And they are with last names uh, Biden and Kardashian, apparently. So there you go, people being impacted by it. Last night, uh, Donald Trump talked about the, uh, the debate with regard to the debt ceiling. And it's something that I could never put into the perspective that he has because he is a businessman. Uh, he understands business. He, he tried very hard to make the government uh, more responsive, uh, more efficient. And he tried to in, instigate uh, some changes in the government, like getting rid of a lot of regulation. That would make it become more efficient like a business.
And uh, and here is Donald Trump last night speaking the truth to the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is always this thing that's held above our heads. If we default, the world is going to come to an end. So you have to do what we say. You have to give us every dime we demand or the world is going to collapse. And here is what Donald Trump had to say about that. I think it's the best thing I've ever heard from a politician with regard to the reality of the debt ceiling and the threat that it always that always comes with it. I don't believe they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So just to be clear, Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts, Republicans well, are demanding. you might as well do it now because you'll do it later. Boom. Because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You once said that using the, that using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You, you said that when sure. you were in the That's Oval Office. That's when I was president. To, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That's the best thing I've heard about the debt ceiling. Might as well do it now. It's going to happen eventually. Is that, is that harsh or is it a reality? Huh. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, let's do all the aforementioned in the final hour of the show. How's that sound? A little bit of fun, a little bit of info, a little bit of opinion. Phone calls if you want to call in at uh, 800-922-6680. Uh, if you want to um, get Tucker back on uh, television, uh, Newsmax is doing a poll, by the way. You can just text the word EVENT to 39747. EVENT to 39747. Doing a poll. I just want to kind of get away where you're thinking here. I know that uh, people are curious as to where uh, Tucker is going to be. And, I, and I have, I'm curious as well because, you know, I enjoy his uh, work. Um, and uh, I have questions about, because I, I wouldn't venture to say that Twitter is really a publisher, which means a place you can go to broadcast. That's what being a publisher is, I guess, to some degree. I speak it from, uh, from uh, a broadcasting standpoint. Um, when I think of publishers, I think of uh, platforms like uh, Rumble, uh, possibly YouTube. Uh, Facebook became that, but they'll never admit it. Uh, same goes with Instagram. Instagram is essentially a publisher. You can put videos on there and everything. So uh, as far as Tucker taking his show to Twitter... Uh, I'm just curious because he is uh, forsaking a $20 billion per annum uh, salary. He's also needing to have a staff of people who presumably may jump ship and work with him because what he does takes an enormous amount of research, effort, editing, the whole deal. So I'm just kind of uh, curious as to where he's going to get that by just being a publisher on Twitter. So that's why maybe, maybe, and I'm just I'm thinking out loud, thinking out loud. Uh, maybe why Newsmax is still saying, hey, Tucker, come on over, man. Use our studios. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's uh, that's part of it. Um, let me see. I've got, a, I've got a bunch of stuff I want to get to today. We know that uh, uh, Title 42 expires. They're saying they're going to enforce uh, Title 8, whatever that is. It, it, and it's, it's nonsense. This has all been uh, by plan, by design. It is meant to upset the balance of power in the country. We've known it forever. It's not, it's not white replacement and all that nonsense. They try to come up with a new name for it. We all know what it is. It's either Cloward or Piven, or it is uh, bringing in a dependent class who will vote slavishly a Democrat. The only problem that, that is, uh, it faces them 
is the fact that so many of these people who are coming across the border, and I'm not saying that all of them are just here to live the American dream and just here to whatever, whatever. I'm not saying that. Uh, but a lot of them are, and when they do come across the border, many of them have been raised Catholic, many of them have families, many of them consider families to be sacred and uh, preserving the family to be a sacred thing. And when you come across the border, they're looking at the Democrat Party and saying, oh, you can be a girl today, you can be a boy tomorrow, you can be four years old, we can talk to you about sex and sexuality, we can chase uh, the, the God out of the classroom, we can, uh, we can push CRT and radical socialist nonsense in schools. Do you think that's going to really resonate with those little brown people coming across the southern border? You know? You really think it is? I had to play a little bit of this. This is uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is a tool. I hope that he is uh, impeached so we can get back to uh, to looking for the precious, the precious, as a full-time job when he's no longer the DHS secretary. Uh, here he is talking about Title 42 apparently being the problem. In the days and weeks after May 11th, we are already seeing high numbers of encounters in certain sectors. This places an incredible strain on our personnel, our facilities, and our communities with whom we partner. Then reinstate the damned act. You could have done that a year ago. You should have said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and extend it. Our plan will deliver results. No, it doesn't. It won't. The only results you care about are the results you are getting. Nine million people coming across our border illegally thus far. But it will take time for those results to be fully realized. Oh, you're so full of crap. Your brown eyes or your blue eyes are now brown. And it is essential that we all take this into account. I cannot overemphasize that our current situation is the outcome of Congress leaving a broken, outdated immigration system. No, it was working perfectly fine when Donald Trump was in office. In place for over two decades, despite unanimous... Does anybody believe this man? I know people are going, stop interrupting the sound bites. I interrupt people like that, all right? So, you know what, I'm going to... If he says something absurd, I'm going to chime in. And, and you should be grateful because I don't go, stop the tape, stop the tape, stop the tape, okay. I do it myself. I do it autonomously. And I, I try to be careful about it, but when you spew nonsense, I have to chime in. Because otherwise, at the end of the 45 seconds of nonsense, you're going to get a five-minute rant from me. So uh, there you go. Here's a little bit more from Secretary Mayorkas, who, by the way, has made more billionaires than COVID did to Big Pharma. Hey, it's crazy. Unfortunately, the billionaires are drug lords that he's calling, by the way, he's calling them smugglers. Smugglers have long been hard at work spreading false information that the border will be open after May 11th. No, your, your policy has done that. It's your policy, not the smugglers. You don't get this sort of a, a response, this number of bodies, unless it's policy. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, nonsense. It will not be. They are lying to people who are thinking of making the journey to our southern border, know this. The smugglers care only about profit, not people. He has not said a thing about smugglers or drug lords or fentanyl or child sex trafficking or anything for two years until he said this the day before yesterday. No, he said it yesterday. They do not care about you or your well-being. Do not believe their lies. Do not risk your life and your life savings only 
to be removed from the United States if, if, and when you arrive here. If, if, if. That's the big word, if. Meaning that if our government is in charge of the if, come on in. We're not stupid. It's one of the reasons I say that. That's one of the reasons why I say, you know why I think this and why that? Because I'm not stupid, all right? You know I think the FBI was involved in throwing the 2020 election? Because I'm not stupid. Oh, yeah, and then all the evidence. Yeah. You know why I think Hunter Biden's uh, uh, laptop was real and not Russian disinformation? And I always thought that way? Because I'm not stupid. Honestly, there's just a point where you're like, I'm not stupid. Huh? So stop it. Stop it, you fool. We know that this is the plan. Don't act like you're trying to stop this. Don't act like you're surprised by it. It's what you want. We know. We get it. We're not stupid. And when you, when, you, when you try to treat us like we're stupid, there's a word for it, and it is called gaslighting. And honestly, we're really tired of the bloody gaslighting. Uh, I want to play a little bit more of the, uh, the Trump town hall last night, uh, and, and I'd like your, your feedback as well, because I think some things need to be uh, said about it. Uh, there's a lot of fallout with regard to that. Uh, I read to you earlier that uh, a lot of people, for instance, Rolling Stone, uh, they said one insider who spoke to Rolling Stone called the, the event appalling, lamenting that the network gave Trump a huge platform to spew his lies. The town hall was a bleeping disgrace, 1,000% uh, a mistake. None of this is a takedown of what he said. The only thing they said is, oh, yeah, you just lied about everything. Oh, really? 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 Tell me about the debt and his reaction to it. Tell me about the, the uh, abortion debate. Tell me what he said that was so wrong. None of that. But when they say things like uh, that uh, the network gave Trump a huge platform to spew his lies, that to me says they think it was a bad mistake to put Trump on to speak because what he said last night made a lot of sense. Here is, for instance, I mentioned it. This is, uh, this is uh, Ukraine and Russia. Now, the federal government is trying to get us to rah-rah for Ukraine. The federal government has been trying this forever. Uh, and I don't care what you think about it, but when you bring in the leader of Ukraine dressed like a mafia member into the House chamber and he's able to unveil a Ukrainian flag in our Congress, it shows you whose side our Congress is on. Here is what Donald Trump had to say about the Ukraine conflict. Hold on one second. Let me get this to play. Here we go. One more time. Question is, would you give Ukraine weapons? I was and impeached funding? by a crazy woman named Nancy but Pelosi. But the question here is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were? I elected? would sit down. Let, let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. Well, I was the president for four years, and they didn't go to war when I was that president. Uh, and there were no other wars that started during my presidency. Because I'll meet with Putin, I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses, and they both have strengths. Boom. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I Here she goes again with the three questions, trying to get her talking point. Like, do you want to ban abortion? Can you tell the American people you want to ban abortion? She said it three times. She did it all night. Don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. Now, what do you, can I just follow up on that? You said you don't think you in have terms to do of winning is you have and losing. To get the, there we go. Mr. President, can Europe. I just follow up on that? Because that's a really important Here we go. Let me just, just follow up. There. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? 
I want everybody to stop dying. Whoa! They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do. There you go. Uh, That's a great response. I want people to stop dying. What's the point in the dying? What is the point right now continuing this war? Why are we doing it? Do you think you're going to beat Russia? Or are we just watching a lot of people die? Uh, why, why are there other people trying to negotiate? Why is China trying to negotiate? Why aren't we negotiating a truce? It makes sense. The guy made, uh, made a lot of sense. Here he is talking about uh, January the 6th prisoners, by the way. Uh, many of them we know are being held without trial for 800 days. It is not out of the question for him to say that I might pardon some of these people, considering how stridently the FBI has gone after them while... At the same time, ignoring things like, I don't know what happened uh, in in, uh, Washington, D.C. when Antifa tried to overtake St. John's Church and President Trump had to go into the nuclear bunker with his family. And 200 police officers were injured that night. Here's Donald Trump. My question to you is, will you pardon the January 6th rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. I can't say for every single one because a couple of them probably they... That's a reasonable answer. ...got out of control. But, you know, when you look at Antifa, what they've done to Portland, and if uh, you look at Antifa, look at what they've done to Minneapolis and uh, so many other, so many other places. Look at what they did to Seattle and BLM. BLM. Many people were killed. These people... I'm not trying to justify anything but you have two standards of justice it's absolutely right the federal bureau of investigations used cell phone tracking data for everybody who was near the capitol grounds they say they still have a thousand people they're going to arrest even though they didn't go inside the building they have the same cell phone tracking data for the people who tried to burn down St. John's Church. They could probably even find the people who had entered the building and set the blaze just with their cell phone records and they have done nothing. That's the double standard he's talking about. Here's the president talking about Ashley Babbitt's murder, uh, which I do believe was a murder. She was unarmed. She presented no threat to the police officer on the other side of the glass door. That was broken into by two other people she tried to wave off earlier. In three hours, over 140 officers were injured that day. And a person named Ashley Babbitt was killed. Yes. You know what? She was killed, and she shouldn't have been killed. And that thug that killed her, there was no reason to shoot her. At blank range, cold blank range, they shot her, and she was a good person. She was a patriot. There was no reason. there. There was no reason. And he went on television to brag about the fact that he killed her. That the officer was not bragging about the fact that he oh, killed he her, but bragging. one person who was at there. You go. Uh, by the way, they never questioned him. Capital authorities never questioned him. He was given a pass on the entire thing with no investigation. What is unreasonable about that? Eh, I'd like to know. 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep. Because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. Let me tell you about the sexy life of a nationally syndicated radio show host and TV host. Are you ready for this? Yeah, between the breaks, I'm running to the basement where the Sears home warranty guy is fixing our dryer. 
Yeah, that's that's the sexy life of a syndicated radio show guy. There's a guy named Rick downstairs tearing apart our dryer. We had a tech come out last week. We've been without a laundry for ten days with two adults, three adults, four adults actually. My daughter's about to turn eighteen, so uh, three adults and one minor. Uh, one is a teenage girl, the other one a twenty-three year old man, and then two uh, you know people in their fifties with no laundry. Okay, it took me 20 minutes just to clear away to the laundry, all right, just to get to the dryer to fix the thing. <sighs> so that's what I've been dealing with. And uh, we're going to be doing laundry for about four days, for about four days. It's uh, kind of gotten backed up, kind of like what's happening at the southern border. You know, it not nah, what a good analogy. Let's go on to uh, Glenna, Glenna in lovely North Carolina, where my wife wants to move eventually. Glenna, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Am I talking? Yes, you are. Hello. A human being. <laughs> you are talking to a human being. <laughs> and your name is Rob Carson. Yes, it is. Thank the good Lord of above, <laughs> because I have heard everything under the sun on this phone call. Okay. But, Rob, I don't know you, but I watch you. On Newsmax, and I absolutely love your, I think it's 30 minutes. Yes. And I just wanted to tell you that. Well, I appreciate that, Glenna. I appreciate That means a lot to me. Because uh, I don't see that much on TV anymore that I really like, except Food Network. (laughs) I well, let me that. Food Network. Heck yeah, girl. I mean, I'm. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Glenna, but I'm also a gourmet cook. I've got about a hundred cooking videos on the web as well. Well, that's I wonderful. Do. Yeah. Now, now, let me ask you this, Glenna. What do you What do you like about the television show? I'm I'm being a little self serving, but I'm curious as to why you would find this uh, little half hour show on Newsmax on the weekends, and why you why you like it so much. Because you tell the truth. And you show stuff that I believe is true. <laughs> okay. And then I like the fact that you say, don't catch the stupid. <laughs> well, you know, the reason I, I did that is because so many people caught the stupid when we add COVID. I, I was more worried about the stupid. If somebody telling me I can't stand, you know, I got to stand six feet away from a grocery store. If you think that's going to prevent a deadly virus, then you've caught the stupid. And I'd be more concerned about that, Glenna. Well, uh, <laughs> Rob, I worked for almost 30 years as a registered nurse. Now I'm retired, and I am every day of my life catching the stupid. <laughs> well, you know what? You've been inoculated. You got the, the vaccine. Stores. I see well, Glenn, them in the it, service stations. I yeah. see them everywhere. Yes. But, but Glenna, you've yeah. been inoculated. You've, you've gotten the vaccine of the stupid from, from my show, so you're not catching it. You're just looking at it. You're just seeing a lot of stupid, but it's not catching on, right, Glenna? You're not doing anything stupid, yeah. are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> but I'll tell you uh, this one if you've what? got time. Well, i got about 30 seconds. Go. 
Oh, or do you well. do you want to wait to the other side of the break? You want you got a story you want to tell me? Yeah, it does. Well, good. I want you to hold on because I'm enjoying the conversation. Would you mind? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on hold, so you're gonna have to listen to a bunch of other stuff until I come All back right. on. And I will be I will be live back with you on the phone in a second. Does that sound okay? That sounds fine, but don't leave me on a long time because I'm kind of getting tired of listening uh, to. The, the, com- the commercials. And, all right, well, I don't want to inconvenience you at all, uh, Glenna. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. I want to hear the rest of the story. And, the, and for Glenna, I'm going to play my Don't Catch the Stupid theme song coming up, in case she hasn't heard it. Uh, and if you guys want to chime in, here's the number, 800-922-6680. Much coming up, a little bit more from the town hall. And Bear Grill says he's embarrassed he was a vegan. You should be embarrassed if you are. I'm just kidding. Not really. Uh, that's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, we want to get back to Glenna in North Carolina. Uh, she is a retired uh, registered nurse, and uh, she had a story she wanted to share. Glenna, thanks for hanging on. I appreciate it. Uh, continue with what you were saying before the break, if you don't mind. Am I? Glenna, you are on the I air. On? This is. I am back. <laughs> What's going on? Tell me, tell me what you wanted to say, Glenna. Go ahead. Um, well, I just wanted, I think I already said that. Yeah. Uh, well, you would, uh, okay. I appreciate you would, your, and some, my son's beeping in me now, but anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to call him, but uh-huh. um, Rob Carson, I appreciate your podcast. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I hope, Glenna, the most important thing is I hope that I hope I'm able to not only uh, uh, give you my feelings about the events in the country to offer you some optimism and, and occasionally make you laugh. Does that sound good? Uh, well, let me tell you something, um, which I appreciate Newsmax, too. Very good. But it's been three weeks ago that a person drove down through and it, this is the honest to god truth you can look it up ever what you want to do drove down trying to evade the law drove down through a couple of yards hit my car and of course drove away but of course he got caught he ended up in a ditch and uh, if his name which the law enforcement were here uh, they gave me his name and on a printed out (laughs) some kind of little thing I have went through hell in a handbasket dealing with insurance because of that one Nut. Really? Was he uh, w- w- was he here legally? Do you, do you know anything about that? I'll just go ahead and ask the most obvious question. <laughs> well, you tell me. Okay. All right. All That's all I, I know need. is all I know is mm-hmm. when they gave me his name, which is printed out. Yep. It's a fake name if I've ever heard one. His really? last name 
was. Well, I don't know. We want to do that. I don't want to do the name. I don't want to do the name. I don't want to do the name on the air. Yeah. Well, and I'll just I'll take your word for it, Glenna. Hey, I want to. Where do you live in North Carolina, by the way? Pilot Mountain. Cool. Well, my my wife wants to move to Charlotte uh, eventually. I hear it's a lovely place. I've I've spent some time there. I've been to I've been to Biltmore House, and I used to have a girlfriend who was a little pretty yeah. town named Columbus, Georgia, or Columbus, uh, Columbus, North Carolina. It's a beautiful state. So I appreciate you joining me today, Glenna. Have a glorious day. I'm going to play my "Don't Catch a Stupid" theme song for you. How does that sound? Well, am I on? Are you? Is I'm gonna, people hearing me? No, well, yeah, people are hearing you across the country, Glenna. Heck yeah. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenna, God bless you. Have a glorious week. Well, I'm going to play, I'm gonna play this song. Don't watch out for your car because these illegals are going to. Uh, yep. Thank God I had every kind of insurance I could I got get. You. All right, Glenn, thanks for the phone call. I want to mention it. i got to run. I'm sorry. Every illegal come across the board, and if they get checked in or whatever, they get a, you know, a court date or whatever, and they just disappear, that's going to happen. Do you suppose anybody who is here illegally, who doesn't have a driver's license in, in the United States, who somehow gets a hold of a vehicle and gets into an accident with you, how, how successful do you think you are going to get, are you going to be, if you go after that person, if they wreck your car, injure you, injure your family, kill somebody? What the hell, suppose, is gonna, good is going to happen out of that? An undocumented person in the country illegally, no driver's license, no insurance. What about that? What about all of the ramifications of just that? Just that. It is absurd. On a much lighter note, because Glenna loves the line, don't catch the stupid, and may not have heard our official theme song, which is encompasses everything that uh, the federal government deep state essentially has tried to convince us is true when we know it isn't. Arizona and Corona. <laughs> All the lies about them they've been telling you. How did they win it? Huh. The freaking Senate. Well, no. When the votes that they received were very few. Don't catch the stupid, don't buy their BS. That climate change is real, inflation's not. Don't catch the stupid, don't believe them. Because distraction and diversion's all they got. We all know that Hurricane Ian was the result of global warming. Russian collusion led to confusion. January 6th is a smokescreen. The new Green Deal is a disguise deal. Like their mandate forcing you to take vaccine. Don't catch the stupid, you just can't do it that in women's sports men should compete they're teaching sex ed in kindergarten their destructive policies we must defeat like wear a mask don't wear a mask statues have fallen it's so appalling to ignore hunter's laptop and his theft it's stupid don't catch the stupid reject their nonsense everything is stupid on the want to hear how stupid it's getting are you are you ready for this um <clears throat> first of all los angeles is considering letting civilian workers enforce traffic violations as the city looks to become the latest liberal locale to ditch police traffic stops yeah good luck with that good luck with that city of los angeles may use civilians not police officers <laughs> 
<laughs> to enforce traffic laws. According to a new report from the city's transportation department, the report says that if they expand these programs, they should also be less reliant on police for enforcement. This is going to be great. Look what uh, defund the police did for all of these cities. What a bunch of maroons. I mean, dear God in heaven. The LAPD in the uh, wake of the Floyd protests introduced restrictions on pulling over people for minor traffic infractions, using this as an opportunity to search them for possible other crimes. And it's worked, by the way. I'm not saying it hasn't been abused, but it, it works by and large. There's a reason for it. Uh, the report recommends they further expand these restrictions. You know, for instance, a minor traffic violation, you don't turn your blinker on. And you pull you over and find out you're, uh, you know, you got a, you're, you're, you're drunk as hell. Uh, how about that? There's a little bit of that. So anyway, um, there was a 19% uh, rise in the number of people killed in collisions involving pedestrians and drivers and an 11% rise in people killed in collisions, in, in collisions involving cyclists and other driving, according to the LAPD. And if one of those people doesn't have a driver's license that is in the country illegally, uh, you're pretty much hosed. I mean, the, the person doing the running over. There's that. Then there's this. Uh, a woke San Francisco lawmaker has been slammed for pushing for a legislative ban on store security guards from drawing their weapons after a trans shoplifter was killed. Dean Preston, who is an attorney member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, caused a stir as he spoke out of the death of uh, Banco Brown. Maybe, maybe they're good friends with Harpy Daniels, the uh, digital uh, drag ambassador for the U.S. Navy. Anyway, Banco Brown was shot by a Walgreens security guard, Michael Earl Wayne Anthony. A uh, murder charge against him was dropped. Michael says, he says that, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's spoken out since the incident. He says, I'm still dealing with it. I don't understand and don't have the time to reflect. It's, it's not like I go through uh, this many times. This is very life-changing matter. It's a lot to deal with. It's a lot of pressure. A person can only take so much. When you are limited to certain options, something will happen. He said here, he said, he also, he said, who has my back? Nobody. You are left with no support. It's frightening feeling with a lot of people uh, around you. That's the security guard. Here's the idiot council person, idiot, uh, with, uh, with his solution to uh, the, the problem of shoplifting, uh, basically saying that you should not be able to defend yourself if somebody is in your store essentially ransacking it. Hey everyone, uh, District 5 Supervisor Dean Preston. Uh, as the pressure continues to mount uh, for the district attorney to release the videotape of Walgreens security guard uh, shooting and killing Banco Brown, uh, we also need to take some action to make sure this never happens again. That's why today at the Board of Supervisors, I will be calling for legislation uh, to specifically prohibit security guards from drawing their weapons uh, to protect property. Um, human life is more important than property. We need to change our local law so that security guards cannot... Why the hell do you have so, uh, uh, security guards in? You idiot. What about if this guy goes into your house? What about if old Banco Brown decides to uh, uh, open your door and come in your house and grab your, uh, you know, whatever, your Alexa, what the hell device? Or, or whatever. And, and, and you, you've got a weapon at home. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's completely different. No, it's not. You, your policies have caused the chaos that they've caused. It probably cost a lot of lives. 
Some people question whether the lawmaker would be so brazen if the property were his property. Uh, did, uh, does he have armed security or personnel personally own guns at his house? I doubt it. He wouldn't know how the hell to, to hold a gun. He'd be offended by looking at a gun. He's such a moron. Another one calls for Preston's resignation. Glad to know you continue to place a higher value on the lives of criminals than on the employees and citizens. They are being violently threatened, harassed, and attacked for simply trying to work at a low-salary job or shop without a threat of violence. You should resign. And then one person said the obvious. This uh, moron's uh, thought saying that uh, he's going to pass uh, legislation that prevents armed security from drawing their weapon when somebody is stealing, which generally is uh, associated with some sort of act of violence, not just stuffing something in your pants and walking out the door. They said this is uh, basically an incitement to robbery. In San Francisco, they're called insecurity guards now. While another one chimed in, there won't be any business in San Francisco to rob soon. And this is right. This is the madness of the left. This is the insanity of the left. Here's some more insanity from the left. And I did. I should have asked Ken Paxton this morning. I just texted him. I said, uh, Ken Paxton, is there any? Yeah. <laughs> There's a story about this uh, Black Lives Matter uh, a protester being um, uh, killed by Sergeant Daniel Brown. He was uh, driving through a uh, Black Lives Matter protest, Black Lives Matter Antifa protester, uh, and uh, the, uh, this protester had approached uh, Sergeant Daniel Perry's uh, vehicle with a weapon. Perry shot the man, and the judge, uh, the radical judge in Austin, just sentenced him to 25 years in prison. Apparently, the governor of the state of uh, Texas has already said he is going to pardon this man. I just texted Ken Paxton and said, uh, I said, I forgot to ask you, uh, is the governor going to pardon Sergeant Daniel Perry? Would you like to give me a news story? Haven't heard back yet. Haven't heard back yet. Uh, he said he intends to um, to uh, pardon Perry. Uh, here are the facts. This is according to uh, Gateway Pundit. Summer 2020, police confirmed two people fired shots during a fight in Austin between a motorist and a Black Lives Matter Antifa protester. By the way, uh, they burned America's cities to the tune of $2 billion, 29 people killed, and thousands of police officers. Just thought I'd throw that in there because, you know, it's a fact. Anyway, uh, a fight between a motorist, Black Lives Matter, Antifa protester, the protester was shot and killed. Police say the man who was killed, Garrett Foster, was armed and confronted the vehicle, uh, but was not the other person who fired shots, meaning Perry. Foster was carrying a rifle, may have approached the vehicle prior to the shooting. Prior to being fatally shot, Garrett Foster said on camera that the, quote, people hate us and are too big of P words to actually do anything about it. And they asked him, why you're carrying the rifle? That rifle there. Why are you carrying that? Yeah. Then there was a, uh, a screenshot showing Foster in a, posh, in, in a posture that looks like he was pointing the weapon at the driver, and, uh, and it appears he did. And it, would it surprise you that Antifa or Black Lives Matter would do something like this when you consider what happened in Waukesha? Same thing. Somebody protecting a business, a young man, Kyle Rittenhouse, asked to come and protect a business owner's last remaining business after the other one burned down and he was attacked by two people who acted like they knew what to do with a gun but had no clue. And when you don't have a clue how to defend yourself or how to use a, a, a gun properly and they weren't defending, they were using them offensively, but you're going to get your butt shot off by somebody who knows what they're doing and Kyle Rittenhouse clearly did. All right, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. 
Islam feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. There you go. Little rage against the machine for you. Generation X's uh, contribution to uh, uh, Revolution Rock, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I love Rage Against the Machine. Uh, so I posted a video this morning about the uh, town hall last night with uh, Donald Trump, and and uh, uh, you know I, I told you I thought it was a I thought it was a good town hall. I thought he was uh, reasoned. I thought that there was a. Uh, I thought the person who was doing the, uh, the what's her name, uh, Caitlin Collins, I thought she looked kind of uh, petulant, uh, kind of like a child. And uh, and I thought it was kind of a joke. And, and I posted a little video that I put online uh, with regard to that. And I uh, this is on Instagram. I have an Instagram account. Yeah, I know. Uh, Byron. Byron says, or Brad. Brad says, so let me get this straight. You're okay with a presidential candidate who's a sex offender and a bully. Um, okay. First of all, uh, if you're talking about E. Jane Carroll, uh, didn't know what year it took place. Uh, Donald Trump was a very worldwide uh, renowned celebrity at the time. Supposedly goes into Bergdorf Dorman, gets led into a, uh, uh, a dressing room where he supposedly rapes her. Uh, and then she doesn't even know the year, among other things. Uh, here is, by the way, this is his funny, hilarious, by the way, uh, take on the, uh, on the suit where he goes after her story. And I think he does a, a, if I can get it here. Hold on one second. There we go. There we go. Uh, goes after her story and basically uh, makes fun of her version of events because they're so pre- preposterous. Hold on one second. I'm trying to find it. Screenshot anchor. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm having here, here while I'm looking for that. Uh, this is this is one thing I wanted to play this. Now, I mentioned that Caitlin College, and I'll get to that bite about her in a second. But I, but I mentioned that Caitlin College, she kept saying things three times to try to get the talking points she wanted. One of the talking points that she tried to get was, I want to ban abortion nationally. She could never get that because he's not an absolutist with regard to abortion. He's not. I want you to listen to this. This is his response, and I thought it was a fantastic response with why he got Roe v. Wade nixed and how important it is. Pro-life had absolutely nothing being stuck in in Roe v. Wade to negotiate with. I happen to believe in the exceptions, the life of the mother, rape, incest, like Ronald Reagan believed in the exceptions, but I happen to believe that. I think it... And you get legislation to your desk. Would you sign a federal abortion ban into law? I, what I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. Be clear, Mr. President, you, you would sign a federal abortion well, ban into I law. I said this, I said this, I want to do what's right, and we're looking, and we want to do what's right for everybody. But what's right? But now, for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability because you didn't have it before. They could kill the baby in the ninth month yeah. or after the baby yeah. was born. Would you sign a federal well, abortion times. ban into yeah. law? And many of them are going to give you the same answer as I. Uh, I am, first of all, I am honored to have done what I did. And a lot of people said, they said in 150 years, he's now the most consequential president because he saved so many lives. Boom. And I'm honored to have done it. There you go. There you go. Back to Brad here. So he goes, pays off a woman to keep quiet, declares bankruptcy to avoid paying people. He goes, I don't know, that he used it as a, while, while bankruptcy exists, uh, business people use it. It's a tool. Yeah. Uh, makes promises to get elected, delivers on few. No, he, he delivered on all of them. He delivered on all of them, you buffoon. Uh, he had a list of them. Even Jim Jordan said he had kept a list of them every day. I can go on and on. He won't support any American who 
you didn't vote for. Really? Really? Did he go in front of the Independence Hall and call half the country MAGA fascists? Are you out of your nut? Oh, and here's what he had to say about the insane E. Jean Carroll, by the way. I never met this woman. I never saw this woman. This woman said, I met her at the front door of Bergdorf Goodwin, which I rarely go into other than for a couple of charities. I met her in the front door. She was about 60 years old, and this is like 22, 23 years ago. I met her in the front door of Bergdorf Goodman. I was immediately attracted to her, and she was immediately... He was making fun of her when he said this, by the way. He was saying, oh, yeah, I was immediately attracted to her, and blah, blah. Nonsense. And it will be overturned on appeal. Let's come back, take a break, come back and wrap up the show. This is Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, have a glorious day. Check out the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. If you would, you can hear all the great stuff on the show today. Have a glorious day. God bless you. And until tomorrow, as always, don't catch a stupid.